Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are we supposed to get married? I'm going to just swipe I just want somebody to share my life. The photos were awful. Finding the love of my life with really bad visuals. You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've read my advice in the LA Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hello, lovers. Welcome to another action-packed episode of Dates and Mates presented by Text Now. What is text now, you ask? It's the best app for savvy daters who want to talk to their dates before meeting up, but don't want to give out their primary number to strangers. Text now gives you a free second phone number that you can use and should use just for dating. We'll talk more about texting later in the show. But first, I want to remind you that the countdown for the hottest dating season is upon us. You've heard me say before that OkCupid is predicting July 4th will be huge for people who are ready to get back out there. You know what that means. It's time for a profile refresh so you can get that app algorithm on your side. And how do we do that? You know that it has to begin with your photos. So today I'm talking to Saskia Nelson, a photographer who specializes in dating app profile photos. And she's the founder of Hey Saturday, an app that connects daters with online dating photographers all across the world who you can trust. She's here to get your profile pics in shape to capture attention and matches. I can't wait to talk to Saskia in just a little bit. But first... We're kicking off hot vac summer with some steamy headlines. The real story behind Taiko Atiti's Menage a Trois with Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson. And are your texts getting left on red? Your punctuation might be the reason why. Then in Dear Demona, I'll answer your questions, including I've never been on a date. How do I start from square one? And I've been friend zoned too many times. Is it time for a break from dating? Lovers, it's going to be hot, so let's do this dish. D's dating dish. Well, things are heating up down under. You may have seen the photos that were released last week with Taika Watiti. You may remember him from the movie What We Do in the Shadows that became an FX series. He also was the star and also the director of the film Jojo Rabbit and then he directed Thor I don't know how to say the the third Thor <laughs> so now he's directing the next Thor and star of that movie Tessa Thompson was seen locking lips with him but also with Rita Ora who he had been linked to about a month ago people were starting to speculate that he might be dating but before you say wait a minute Demona isn't Taika Watiti married and I say to you, yes, you are correct. He was married, but not anymore. He and his wife broke things off in March. And so I guess, you know, it's fair game. He's out out on the prowl. But here's something that just didn't sit right with the situation. I don't care about the threesome thruple, whatever is going on there. I don't care about that. I think go ahead and live your best life. But here's the thing. Taika Watiti is 45 And Rita Ora is 30. Tessa Thompson's 28. Also, he's the director of the film that they are theoretically. We we haven't seen Rita Ora announced, but let's let's assume she's in the film. Tessa Thompson is definitely in the film. So what does that create? Both with the age gap and the fact that he's the director of the film, it creates a power differential. 
And even though you look at these photos and say, well, it looks like they were all having a good time. It looks like it was consensual. Um, There definitely was alcohol on the table. So it was consensual. But sometimes when you're drinking, your ability to consent goes down. And when we really take a step back and look at all of the factors here, it makes me wonder how much actual consent these women have in this situation. Because when somebody else can wield power or authority over you, even if they don't look like a horrible bridge troll like Harvey Weinstein, they are applying their power to get what they want. Sex, love, relationship, uh, I don't know, rebound from your divorce. So yes, they are all of consenting age. Yes, they can do whatever they want. But I just want to remind you, all the listeners, if you're in a workplace romance situation, you might have to take a step back and ask yourself, why am I doing this? And ultimately, is this going to be the right choice for the long term? And sure, they could all walk away from this situation and be like, whatever. But the film is still in production. They might have to do reshoots. They're definitely going to have to do press and see each other again. And we don't really know how this is going to play out. And for Rita Ora and Tessa Thompson, they are just at the beginning of their careers. They're not even to the pinnacle that they potentially could get to. And I'm definitely not saying let's cancel Taika Waititi or like this is a Me Too situation that needs to be examined. I'm just saying a lot of folks seem to be missing the real story here. Everyone's caught up in the salaciousness of the headline. Ooh, it's a threesome situation. What's going on? And Tessa Thompson really doesn't seem to be all that invested in whatever happened because she was seen locking lips with somebody else later in the same week. So, hey, maybe I'm looking for a problem that isn't there. But I just think it's worth examining and it's worth asking the question. It's worth applying to our own lives. If we were in that situation or if we have been in a similar situation before, what did we do? What should we do? What would we want to do if we had free choice and we had a level playing field in love? Coming out of the pandemic, we're realizing that a lot of people were focusing on themselves and bettering themselves throughout this pandemic. So one area that you might have missed is your text habits. Turns out that what you type in a text might mean something different to the person that you've sent it to based on the punctuation you use. And I know for my longtime Dates and Mates listeners, it will not come as a shock to you that texting is a dating skill that I believe is an important skill to develop. Yet, depending on which generation you're in, the punctuation that you use could be sending a totally different message. So there was an article on NBCLosAngeles.com, which we'll link to in the show notes, that noted the differences in the way that people perceive texts. I'll read what the article says to start out. Thanks. 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 So the same word used three different times with three different punctuation can mean something completely different. But one thing that really means completely different things to different generations is the period. Not the ellipses, as in the last thanks that I read to you, but actually the pointed period. Because for older generations who learned how to type and write based on a more formal way of speaking or a more formal way of sending written communication to younger generations, the use of a period actually can come off as harsh. So it can mean like you're angry, you're upset, or it could even be like, I'm ironically saying thanks, like a thanks, but I thanks, but no thanks. So you really have to be careful when you're using punctuation. And the trend for texts today has been to move away from punctuation overall. And if you're not sending those giant, giant paragraph text messages that I have suggested you don't send in dating, then you don't have to worry as much about punctuation because it's really meant, as I've said before, texting is really meant for short burst communication, a volley back and forth. So for most of those kind of phrases, you don't actually need punctuation for it. One trick that I like to use is I put an emoji in place of punctuation because that also conveys the tone of what you were trying to say. And in the absence of that, sometimes 
punctuation doesn't actually even say what you're intending it to say. Exclamation points often sound more polite. So even though you're not like that excited about saying thanks, it would convey a different tone of like, I'm thanking you and excited about that. Thank you. Um, as opposed to using the period or no punctuation at all. But the flip side of this is if you are from an older generation that learned a more formal way of typing, sometimes people actually will mark you down for lack of punctuation in a text. And that lack of grammar, either in your dating profile, in your text or in emails or messages back and forth can be read as that person isn't properly educated and therefore I don't want to speak to them any longer. So basically you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, but please don't use a period (laughs) inside of your text messages, but just be aware of your audience. I think is the big takeaway from this story. And believe me, y'all, I'm not making this stuff up. This was based on a study from Bingham University uh, where they looked at how people perceived different punctuation in text. We'll put the link in the show notes, but just remember who you're speaking to and what your intended outcome is. And when in doubt, read your text message aloud before you send it. We tend to get in that fast text volley back and forth and back and forth and don't even realize what we're actually typing. I actually use the voice text feature a lot, the sort of talk to text. And you always have to go back and reread it because we don't sometimes know, Siri don't know what I'm talking about half of the time. But it's okay if you make a mistake, just go ahead and acknowledge it and be mindful of your punctuation and the audience you're sending it to and you'll be just fine. All right. Now that we know workplace romance is out and we know how to text effectively, we need to get our dating profile on point. And I will be doing that when we come back with Saskia Nelson of Hey Saturday. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back and I'm here with Saskia Nelson. Time Magazine and BBC have credited her with creating the genre of online dating photography. She and her team have created over 6,000 stunning dating profiles with their work. And she is on a mission to get rid of bad dating profile photos. So today she's here to tell us how to do it the right way. Please give big smooches to my friend Saskia Nelson. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank oh my you. Gosh. I'm so honored to have you on the show. I've followed your work online for many years and we've been in the same circles, but this is the first time we've yes. actually talked. So I think this is going to be a magical conversation for everyone. No, <laughs> no pressure, but just getting our two minds together because we've both been living in this online dating space for a long time. Tell me about your journey starting Hey Saturday and beginning to take photos for dating apps or was it even dating sites when you began yeah actually on saturday it's our eight-year anniversary eight years of hey saturday i can't believe it so yeah that (laughs) was that was kind of like when tinder was coming out i think um exactly it was pretty much dating sites to be honest I was launching a photography business and everyone was kind of going like, why don't you do wedding photography? Because I think that's what a lot of people do. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about weddings. I've never been married. But I knew a lot about online dating apps because, you know, that's something I've been doing on and off since about 2001, I think, and loving it. But one thing I noticed was that the photos that I was seeing were just awful. And I, as a visual person, was um, just finding it really hard that something that was the most important thing that I was going to be doing, finding the love of my life, was um, being done with like really bad visuals. Like I was used to hanging out on really nice blogs and like websites with gorgeous photos. And I wanted that similar experience. 
um, to be visually pleased, you know, um, when I was on dating apps. So the idea came from that. And then also I used to work at Sky and Sky TV and their comms team. Everything's about the image and the power of selling through images. They're all about a massive image and about three words. And I was like, okay, you can translate that into, into the dating world and have this like amazing impact. So you have, and of... you absolutely have. Wait, first of all, you said you were online dating and you were loving it. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yes, I did. Okay, tell, the first tell couple me more of years. about that. First of all, like, because I, I think that's something I also loved online dating um, when I was single. I still love online dating <laughs> by proxy, but yes, I, I think I hear a lot of times people are just like, oh, it just it feels. It's not fun. It's not fun for them. How did you find the yeah. joy in that as a dater? Okay, well, it first came because, uh, you know, I grew up a long time ago and there was no internet. Okay, so I'm going back a long way. So when the internet came and you could connect with people for all kinds of reasons, but particularly love, I was like blown away by that. So that was very much like this is, a, this is an amazing tool for meeting people. I love this. And it worked for you. <laughs> it did work for me. I, I really enjoyed it. And I think I also knew that if I didn't enjoy it, then not much, you know, what was the point? Like nothing good's going to come out of it. So, you true. know, I just want, I wanted everybody to, to hear. <laughs> They're always hearing from me, like dating apps are so great, but I wanted them to hear from, from, from you, what your experience was of it. And you, you're in a relationship now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I've been with my partner for 12 years on Saturday. I still know I launched the business on the same day as my anniversary. But yeah, so we've been together 12 years. So I started the business eight years ago when I was happily settled, but I wanted to help other people find love too. And I met him on the now defunct Guardian Soulmates, so, yeah. which is a UK um uk app for the guardian yeah. newspaper so yeah i met my husband on an app that is now or i said app it's a site that is now defunct <laughs> as well and people are like which one worked it's like it's not so much about yeah. choosing the right app it's about what you bring to it so um yeah. i want to then go back to what you were saying about the bad photos and this is i i imagine you were at that time you had seen mostly profiles of men did you start out yeah. taking photos? Because uh, that's something I see. Sorry, guys. I'm just going to straight up say that was what kind of got me into this business was I saw a lot of men that weren't groomed to groom, weren't groomed to present their image in the same way that I see women from a very young age being conditioned to do. And so I saw a really huge gap in the quality of men's presentation I was like there are so many guys I could help by just showing them how to present themselves in the best light um and then my, my business expanded and you know now I work with men and women but did you see a, a like a disparity in the pictures that that men were putting up versus women I mean, yeah, it was huge. <laughs> well, I mean, no photos were particularly good back then, like rolling back to 2013. There wasn't a lot out there, but men's photos were super bad. I mean, it was like people doing it off um, um, off the camera on their laptop sort of thing. Yeah, webcams as oh. they were. Is that still yes, a thing? Like the yeah. blue light on your face. Yeah, no, oh. that's a no. And then of course the shirtless bathroom selfie. That was the reason. Those were the very reasons that made me go, nah, like I can't <laughs> be looking, I can't be having this experience online where I'm having to look at um, like really poor photos that are so bad. Like no one looks good, like sat in front of their computer, like, you know, with the washing behind them on the bed and all that. So no, I mean, <laughs> I, I really felt like it was something, I mean, no one else was doing it at the time, but I thought there's an opportunity here to help people just like upgrade their look. Like you say, present yourself online. I mean, how you present yourself online matters, right? It matters a lot. And how you present yourself on dating apps matters like way more. It's so important. So let's talk about how to do that effectively, because obviously everybody is different. And I, I talk about having certain elements in the profile 
Uh, I'll just review them again Your for three any C's. new listeners. The, the three C's. C's. Thank you very I much. I love it. I love I'm like, it. I got, it's almost time to update the three C's, but it, it's so <laughs> it's so consistent. It works so consistently for everyone. Color, context, character. Color to catch your eye, which I'm sure as a visual person, you you can relate to. Context, that's the telling your story. And the character yeah. is showing your personality. And you do that so Absolutely. excellently at Hey Saturday. Um, can you talk about how to do that, how you capture mm-hmm. that, because the photographers need to be able to get that, get the subject to to be their authentic self so they can capture that on camera. We have like a pre-shoot questionnaire and that gives our photographers like a really good insight into who's coming, like what their passions are, what they're into, like what, make, what makes them stand out from others, what they love about themselves. So we get our clients to go through this kind of process of digging deep and sharing. Most people, if you're not used to taking photos, it's it's uncomfortable. It's awkward. And it actually is a skill set. Like I wouldn't say before I got into this business and now have to do television all the time. Like I was not used to taking my photo. This is like pre Instagram and everything. Uh, But I know there's a lot of people that aren't on social media that just aren't used to doing a photo shoot or seeing their image back. So try to let that go and try to try to just be in the moment. So now let's talk about it from the client side. How do they prepare? Like people always say to me, like, what should I wear? What should I wear? How do I prepare? Mm -hmm. What should I bring? Is there a way that you set up your your clients for success in getting the photos that they need for their dating profile? So, yeah, I mean, what I would say is when I started Hey Saturday, we were very much focused on the kind of visual side and creating visually compelling photos. But now we are, you know, we're heading into 2021 and like life's lived out online. So we're really um, focusing on shifting to like emotional content. So content that's visually and emotionally compelling. And the best way to do that is through storytelling. So we're kind of pitching it to our clients that storytelling in your profile photos is like this magic superpower, okay? Because like our brain loves like our brain loves visuals. Like we're hardwired to love photos. Um, we you know we attracted to them. We draw our eyes drawn to them. We can like process them sixty thousand times faster than any you know than copy or words. So we love that. But we also our brains love stories. So we are hardwired for stories, responding to them in an emotional way, remembering them, like they're really powerful. So we're basically trying to put those two elements together. We've got visual storytelling. It's like a double whammy of drawing people's brain. Um, So we've kind of come up with a three-step process that I'm trying to, it's not a, you know, it's an art, it's not a science. Like everyone's individual, and what's, you know, what's bold for one person isn't bold for another person, you know, so we, it's kind of trying to figure it out. But the way we, we see it with this three steps kind of system is like the first step is know yourself. Now, for anyone who listens to your show, I think you'll, you'll know that knowing yourself before you go out dating is like a really good place to date from where you're kind of really focused on who you are. And then like the second step is expressing yourself. It's like a shout out to Madonna and NWA. So um, (laughs) expressing yourself is basically the kind of like your inner world, but how can we, we know what the inner world is now. How can we show it like visually? So that's focusing on the visual element. And then the third step is celebrate yourself. So this is how you show up emotionally, like your vibe, the kind of the confidence that you arrive with, um, the energy that you bring. So like going through that process, we hope that by the time you arrive on your shoot, you'll have kind of pieced together. You'll, you'll be like knowing yourself is like, um, so we, we ask you things like, um, what do you love about yourself? What makes you stand out? Like, how can we leverage your, your differences? Um, super important. How do you want people to feel when they look at your photos? What do you want your photos to say? So what we're trying to do is making people pause like before rushing in and going, right, I'm doing a shoot. What am I going to do? It's like, okay, let's pause. Let's figure out who we are. Like, what do we, if you reverse engineer it, what do we want the photos to say? What story do we want them to say? And really what, like the overall story should be that you're 
photos tell people what it's like to date you or give an indication of what it's like to be in a relationship with you, right? So if you can do that, if you can create a series of photos, so not just individual, like one like the like think about it as this kind of series. Um, and you're going to take them on this journey of, you know, that sounds corny, but you know what I mean? Like you're going to take them through what it's like to be with you, to hang out with you, to be in your space. Um, so that kind of knowing yourself piece is really figuring out, well, yeah, what is it about me that's special and different? And I think like a lot of times people want to fit in, right? We all want to belong and fit in, but I think like on dating apps, now is not the time for fitting in. Like, you need to be saying, this is me and like be really bold and proud about it and figure out what, what are the things that you do want to share. And like the more vulnerable you can get, the more authentic you can be, obviously, the more meaningful the connection will be. But I get that's not easy. And, you know, a lot of our clients like rewind, like, you know, I'm not ready to share too deeply. Um, but whatever they are willing to share is, is you know, is perfect. I've also noticed you do a great job of capturing texture. Like this is kind of the context piece. Like you yeah. capture the texture of the place they live or what they enjoy doing and really their essence. And yeah. I think that's a really hard thing to get to come across. And this is why like full, you know, full disclosure, I've said on the show before, you don't need to have a professional photographer take your photos. No. But if you have the right photographer that knows how to get more of a lifestyle feel and to get the authentic you to come across, of course, it's going to be better than that picture that, you know, your, your, your dad took <laughs> at the family barbecue. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just going, going to be a higher quality composition. Um, what do you say to those people that are like, <laughs> Like, like I would always, um, when I used to do match events and, and like, um, I would circulate and give dating advice and people would say like, how do you stand out? Like in person? Um, I don't want to be like that girl wearing red and like being so like her boobs out and whatever. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I would always feel like it, well, if she's confident in who she is, it's better to be bold and pick a side of the street than to just kind of like <laughs> slink back into the shadows. I'm asking like seven questions at the same time because there's so much <laughs> in my head right now. The question is, Saskia, like how do you get people to stand out without it seeming like, like some people feel like it's embarrassing to be too bold and to themselves and to, and, or have pictures that are like, that look like they're professionally done. Like, does that look like I'm trying too hard? Yeah, I mean, so I think it comes back to like, be, like being authentic. So knowing yourself and what are you prepared to say? Like, how are you prepared to put yourself out there? Um, so, you know, if you're kind of looking at someone and going, well, she's revealing too much. Well, is that, that obviously is not something that you feel comfortable with. So there's no point pushing a, a version of yourself that isn't where you're not feeling you know you've got to bring the energy and bring the vibe that you want to showcase and if that is confident and sexy well what do you do to look confident and sexy so we, we're not kind of prescriptive in how people should be if they want to be sexy because that's different for everyone but it's about that's why it's important to do that know yourself piece it's like well what's sexy to you how do, how do you feel when you're sexy what kind of clothes would you like to wear um you know, that kind of work. Nobody ever said like, you look too good. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I feel like it doesn't look like you tried too hard. It looks like you freaking care. Like you yeah, actually want to be there and you actually want to meet somebody. So look like you care. Okay. So let's talk about then the composition of like what, what you literally should wear in the photos. We just have like, like, basic kind of guidelines for everyone to follow so that might be like bring a first date outfit so that's different for everyone so what would you wear to a first date but then we give them guidance like think of the color like go bold streamline your outfit so you know don't choose something baggy and don't go too tight because neither of those look good on camera so we're really kind of um focusing on like general like go for the first hot first date outfit. That's an absolute must. Um, Thank you for saying that. Cause I've, 
I, I have this disagreement, I feel like, with clients often. I'm like, you must have a, have a first date outfit on your profile. There's the three C's, yeah. but like within those, you have to have a first date outfit. And I think a lot of people don't know what that is. So I define what? it as like a little, no, really. I define it as like dress a little bit nicer than you think you should or that you would normally, like if you were going to meet friends for drinks, it's like a little bit nicer than that. Like if you were going for a job that you really wanted, but you didn't want to like overdo it. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's a perfect description. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah, it's just like, think, what would you wear for that first date? But the first date is not the real killer date. It's the one before the killer date when you know you both really like each other. So yeah, that's that's a perfect example. Yeah, what else helps fill out that pro- portfolio so then you need something sporty sporty photos if you're into sport of course we're keeping it authentic so if the, if you're in any way sporty like yoga cycling i mean we get a lot of that and those photos perform like 75 percent better the last time i looked so they're attracting a lot of attention on dating apps so for anyone who's like wondering what they can bring and they think well I may look a bit weird you know I may feel uncomfortable in my yoga kit or you can just bring a yoga mat and like look like you're on your way there it says a lot already so Mm. definitely focus on the sporty pics um and then there's like you know what do you do when you're you know on a typical weekend so thinking uh, you want to spend time with this person on the weekend so what kind of outfits do you tend to wear, like, you know, when you're going to a gallery or Sunday brunch or something like that? So those kind of outfits, really good as well. Um, and that should give you like a, a kind of cool range to work with. So you've got the hot first date, sporty, weekend stuff. And then, you know, if you've got any specific uh, interests or anything that's relating to clothes, if you're really into fashion, if you're an artist, there's always going to, you know, there's going to be outfits that are uh, like the really powerful storytelling kind of things. Or, you know, if you're really into bands and you, you all you do is wear band t-shirts, wear it. I'm wearing a jumper now with love on it. I just caught sight of myself. So, you know, I'm, I'm sending a message. I'm wearing a jumper with love written all over it. I'm telling you <laughs> that I'm like in love with love and this is important to me. So, you know, thinking about the, the clothes that you wear and the messaging they send, it, like everything, everything in the shot is sending out like really powerful messages and your job through like visual storytelling is bringing it all together so you're you're telling a cohesive story and if you're not in charge of that story people are still thinking about you and making opinions about you whether you're in charge of it or not it's kind of it's your personal brand really um so if you're not like thinking strategically about it and going right what am I actually saying in my photos what are my clothes saying about me and you're just leaving it to chance then people are going to be thinking all kinds of things and it's out of your control so what you want to do is like think of it in this kind of cohesive way. Um, like you're creating a set of photos and you're going to tell this story of what it's like to you know, spend time with you maybe over a weekend and your photos take you through that. I want to also just put a button on what you said about like your, I did notice your, your love jumper, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, as as we think about what we're putting, you said everything tells it, all the, that information. People are telling stories about it, so we really have to think about what's in the frame, what's behind you, mm-hmm. what are you wearing, and the other be- added benefit of it. It's not just telling your story and having somebody be like, "Oh, she looks cool and sporty," but it's also like a conversation. I say conversation piece clothing is something that you should be wearing something that gives them an in to say something to you people are so tired of all of these like hey girl hey beautiful messages one way around that is wear something that's not a bikini that (laughs) actually gives them a reason to say something to you because they're wondering like what could I say to her other than the fact that she's beautiful oh she's a love shirt I love love too what, bikini shots I brought them up what do you think bikini shots only ever come out of our LA shoots we don't <laughs> but yeah we don't you better be on a surfboard girl you better be on a surfboard while you're well in it. 
we actually get quite a lot of surfboard shots. And when it's a surfboard shot and they're on the beach, like in Manhattan Beach or Venice Beach, then they're kind of that's okay. There's context, right? But the minute yeah. you the minute you get, I don't know, like a shirtless guy, can I move on to guys? No, if you get a shirtless guy walking down the high street, then that's out of context. You look a bit of a jerk. But if you put him in, in on the beach with um, a board, then it's like in context, it makes total sense he's there without a shirt. So yeah, context with your with your photos is like really important. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. That you you really crystallized something that I've been thinking about for a while. And I didn't quite have the language to explain what you just brilliantly laid out for us. It's all about, it is about the three C's. <laughs> it's about the context. <laughs> and this is why I, I immediately will cut bikini shots. Like unless you're a freaking swimsuit model or like, you know, mm -hmm. fitness model. And that really is the story that you're telling. I feel like, you know, you lead with the things that you think are most important to you. And there's so much more to you than just your, your hot bikini. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to lead with a bikini, you're basically saying to them, this, I, I'm all about the body, aren't you? But it, do you really want to be saying that? Is there more to you that you want to say? So yeah. But again, if it's in context and you happen to be, we do have bikini shots on the beach with a surfboard. That's fine. But yeah, okay. it's, you've heard it from the master. Now we know. Um, okay. Last question, Saskia. Um, group shots are such a thing on dating apps and you, you don't, you don't, <laughs> for those of you who can't see her eyes just rolled all the way back in her head. Um, I say you need to be the star of your profile, but like, have you ever done a shoot where you had somebody bring, bring either uh, you know, their grandma or what, or, or what about pets? Like what about other people or creatures in your photos? Okay. So babies are a huge, no babies don't belong on dating apps. In my opinion, dogs, however, we love dogs. And actually that has been the most popular thing that we're getting requests for. And I'm glad that our, our, our clients do tend to ask first because dogs, you know, we have a guide that if it's a bit of a naughty puppy, then no, you know, you need to bring someone to help. But yeah, we love puppy shots and dog shots and our photographers really love those as well. Um, and they work like they're so good there. I would say they probably perform as well as the sporty shots. So yeah, we love dogs. Uh, what about cats? Don't... Though? What about cats? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I covered on the show like uh, uh, sometime last year that um, men who had cats in their profiles apparently didn't I'm do making so a face. well. <laughs> now is this because you're a dog person? <laughs> no, no I'm, there's just something about cats that yeah, I, they're not sending the right message. Dogs are full of love. Cats aren't always full of love. Let's say so. Like yeah, <laughs> dog guarantees love. We're gonna get um, all all of the hate mail from the cat lovers right now. Just like we love your cat, but I would say, here's what I would say about the cats. Uh, and I'm literally speaking from a statistical point of view only, but what I would say is if it's really important to you, like if you have, if you have several cats and like they're your main squeeze right now, you might want to say that because that person, what if they have a cat allergy? That's very common. And I feel like that's something they should know. Right true but what i'm going to say is from the uk perspective women with cats like men have a thing about women with cats they think of an old maid like it's a very old school image and i don't know if it's the same in the states but a woman with cats is a really unattractive option so i'm guessing it's probably not the same in the us but here like you i would not recommend a woman to be with her cat i think she could say that she's got a cat and that's something to say for the bio possibly no i think i'm with you <laughs> i'll put them in the same category as babies so do so dogs <laughs> yes uh babies and cats mention them no photos grandmas and moms what do you think no oh no <laughs> look you've got five to six opportunities to win someone over to tell them who you are everyone's you know well most people have got a mum and a grandma but they don't need to meet them on the you know before you've even got on a date like save something <laughs> so i think no i don't think we need to see that i mean and does your grand want to be on a dating app like does she want to be 
part of your dating strategy? I'm not sure that she does. So I would steer well Unless clear. she's and, single, hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that. But I would stick, definitely go with your um, be the star of your own shoot because that is 100%. You haven't got many opportunities. You were trying to make it as powerful as possible and tell your story. And yes, you've got family and you love them, but that can come across in other ways. I don't think you need to put them there in the shot with you. <laughs> and how many chances do you get to be the star? So why not relish in it a little bit and let that be the Absolutely. thing? Absolutely. Own it. in, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you, Saskia. And I really encourage everybody. So you're in, you're in the UK, obviously, and then you have photographers yeah. in LA, New York, and Austin. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's been great. Definitely make sure you check out Hey Saturday at HeySaturday.com. If you want to get those high quality, professional storytelling photos that Saskia was talking about, they really do make a huge difference in your dating profile and the results that you will get. And, you know, we talked about the photos, but you all know that there's more to the dating profile than just the photos. You need to also have a bio that really stands out. And that's why I've created a free profile starter kit. You can get plug and play profile templates that can be adapted for any dating app. You get writing prompts that have led to winning profiles for my clients in the past and a short, easy to follow video guide on how to choose the right profile photos. You know, once you've done that amazing photo shoot with Saskia, you're going to have so many pictures to choose from. You need to know how many to use and which ones to put in your profile. And I do all that for you for free at datesandmates.com. When we come back, I'll be answering your questions in Dear Demona, like how do I start dating if I've never dated before? And I need to get out of a dating rut. Can you help me? Yes, I can. And yes, I will right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back. The questions have been pouring in, and I am loving hearing your voices, getting your voice memos, getting your DMs, having you call my voicemail. And we have so many questions. Dear Demona. Demona, help me. I'm going to dive right into it with our first question from one of our listeners on Instagram. This person says, I've never actually had a boyfriend or even gone on an actual date. I have no clue what to do. I have to just tell you, you're not alone. I know it feels like, especially coming out of the pandemic, where like you are isolated and assuming that everybody's doing all these things that you're not doing, that you're the only one. But it's absolutely not true. And the reality is that a lot of people, A, were not having sex during the pandemic at all, were not going on dates. And many people are very sexually inexperienced. Don't stress. It doesn't matter if you've had a boyfriend or a girlfriend or you've been on an actual date. You start from where you are. But I assume that you have had friends before. You have people in your life who you've really connected with on a deep level. So that's kind of the goal in your date or your partnership, plus eventually sex. <laughs> no pressure. Don't play ahead to what the, the next phase is. Just be right where you are and focus on, one, having a good time yourself, and two, listening and responding when you are on an actual date. Now, if you're worried about what to do to get to the date, well, then, you know, go back to what I said earlier in the show about dating profile photos and messaging, and you'll get there. You'll get there. But don't worry so much about what you're doing on a date. I think we get too caught up and I get a lot of questions of people not knowing what to say. Like, should they pre-write questions? How do they prepare for the date? And there's so much emphasis on doing dating the right way and not enough emphasis on just being authentically you and you being responsible for your own good time. Because Ultimately, if you've had fun on the date 
and you've gotten to connect with another human, then that's it. You've done your job. Anything that comes beyond that point is just icing on the cake. So I wouldn't even go all the way to like, I haven't had a boyfriend before. I don't know what to do. And just say, can you connect in the moment with another human? And can that connection unfold over time? And you want to reveal more things about yourself and get to know someone else on a deeper level. And the relationship will naturally progress from there. But even if you're worried about the fact that you're inexperienced, just you can even own that. Own the elephant in the room, I often say. If if it's going to stand between you and your ability to connect with someone, you can just say, you know, I haven't actually been on that many dates or I haven't been on that many dates recently because who has inside of the pandemic? It's been really hodgepodge depending on where you are, depending on who you're dating, depending on what your views are on masks and vaccines. So look, this is an opportunity for you. Everybody's starting at at square one and you can just jump into the mix and start with everybody else where they're at right now too. All right, we got a live one, a voicemail that was left for me. Check this out. I have been going on first dates pretty regularly, dating pretty regularly since September. And I have had very little luck. I've gotten to maybe three dates with a couple guys and um, have either had them say that they're not feeling a connection or I haven't felt a connection after a couple dates. And I'm starting to get really discouraged. Uh, I'm wondering, am I just burned out on dating? Do I need to take a break? I want to have a hot girl summer, but right now I'm just feeling really bummed out. Uh, do you have any advice for kind of hitting reset on my dating life? Thanks. Okay. There's a couple of things I want you to remember. First of all, Online dating, or really dating at all, is an exercise in first dates. What I really do is help people get great at first dates. And great first dates eventually turn into second and third and fourth. But the process of dating, you have to remember, is not to make a connection with every single person and like get to that third date goal or whatever goal you set for yourself. The real process of dating is trying to find someone with whom you really connect. So I know it can be discouraging because it feels like, ah, oh, I got rejected. Like I showed up, I did my best. I really tried to connect. I was listening to everything Demona said on the date and it didn't go anywhere. But you have to remember that that is just a signal that that person wasn't right for you. So it's likely not something that you are specifically doing, but when someone tells me that they are noticing a pattern, I do like to step back and just say, okay, there's a pattern here. How am I contributing to this pattern? Am I showing up exhausted on dates because I am feeling discouraged? Am I bringing that energy into the next date, the next date, the next date? If you are, maybe you need a pre-date ritual to sort of clear your, your head and bring your best energy to the date. Am I doing the same things? Are my conversations going the same way? Am I disinterested in that person? Like sometimes we want to be liked so badly that we don't even pay attention to like, did I like that person? It just is like, wait, that person didn't even, they didn't want to go back out with me. But then the second answer to your question is if you are feeling really discouraged and burned out and you want to have a hot girl summer, <laughs> then take a break. You don't have to be foot on the gas, all dating apps, all the time, especially if it's causing you mental anguish. And I, you know, I don't say that like as an insult. I say that to acknowledge the intensity of dating apps because I realize, like, think about this. All technology is addictive and all attention really in dating, it can be addictive too. And it's it's stimulating parts of your brain that make you want more and more. When you get a message, when you get a date, you want more and more and more. So when you aren't really getting that fulfilling communication or the results that you want, you've built up all this anticipation in your mind. You've lit up those parts of your brain and then the rug gets pulled out from under you and suddenly your energy is lower than before you began in the first place. Now, does that mean don't ever do dating apps? No, absolutely not. Obviously, I think that they're a very effective tool. But this is a message for everyone right now. 
if you are in a place where you are feeling burned out on your dating journey, or you are feeling discouraged or frustrated or confused or overwhelmed, or you're busy with work, or you're dealing with grief, or you have too much pressure from your family, take a break. And I seriously mean that. Take a break, but give yourself a date that you're going to come back to it. So you know what? I'm going to take two weeks off and I'm going to, I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to do my mental health practice. I'm going to do some meditation. I'm going to create my hot girl summer playlist. <laughs> I'm going to really get my mind reset and set my dating goals for the future. And then I'll come back to it. I'll do the profile refreshes Demona talked about. Maybe I'll sign up for a different app. Maybe I'll I'll hire Hey Saturday and get new dating profile photos. And I'm going to try a different angle. Like I, I, I had a coach that, that once said, if you keep trying to go in the front door and the front door is locked, sometimes you need to go around the side and see if you can get in through the window, right? <laughs> so stop banging your head against the front door, okay? Take a break, step back and look at your strategy and say, maybe I can go in a different way and I can have a different experience of it. But that's what you're gonna need to capture. The belief that you can have a different experience of it if you do it in a different way. Because if you just keep on this path, you're going to continue to be frustrated and discouraged. And that's not going to serve you or any of the people that you're meeting. So go ahead, hit reset when you're ready. Thank you so much for your question. And thank you all for listening to episode 363 of Dates and Mates. Y'all check out Hey Saturday. Honestly, these photos are so hot. And, and like, even if you are not used to taking profile photos or Instagram photos or any photos, like they really make you look like a rock star. But really more importantly, they also help you tell your story and capture your story through your photos. So check them out at heysaturday.com. They're available in many different cities across the globe. And check me out on all the socials at Demona Hoffman. I have lots more tips for you on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. And you can also send me a DM. You can just go ahead and send me a voice memo right there in Instagram if you want, or you can give me a call if that's easier, 424-246-6255. That's a 24-7 voicemail. Anytime you want to leave me a question, the phone lines are open. I will be back again next week with John Paul Bramer. He is the advice columnist behind Hola Papi and the author of a new book by the same name. You're going to love that episode. And until then, I wish you happy dating.